Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right. You know the drill. We have three questions. If you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, or slide into the DMs on Instagram at Barpath Fitness. That's the only social media that I really pay attention to. Facebook and Instagram. Man, I feel like we sound really old saying that. Yeah. On the TikTok. Yep. I mean, we are on the TikTok. Are we? Kind of. Mm. I mean, we're on it. But yeah. like, do we do anything on it? Nope. No. Nope. Not currently. Nope. All right. Question number one. <sighs> what is the one movement? Oh, this is a personal question. Yeah, what is fine. the one movement that you both have a love-hate relationship with? Okay, so mine is push-ups. Fucking push-ups are always hard for me. But... They get you really strong. So I don't know. I've just never been good at, you know, I've never been good at like pushing movements in general. Right. And pushups for some reason, I like, I still feel to this day, if I have to do a lot of them, like, I feel like I can't breathe right. Like I don't Mm. ever get the proper cadence for breathing down, but Hmm. I don't know. That is one thing I've never thought about. Yeah. Breathing while I'm doing pushups. Well, I don't think about it and it doesn't happen. So it doesn't happen (laughs) correctly. Yeah. So... It's like when I see push-ups, I'm like, oh, fun. But then when I do them, I'm like, fuck push-ups. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. that type of movement for me. Yeah. You're just really good at them. You can do like 20 a million. million. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, it. mine has to be a pulling movement. It's either going to be pull-ups or deadlifts. I Deadlifts. <sighs> I'm going to go deadlifts for you. I feel like it's deadlifts ding, because ding, ding, I love for them, you. but also like I hate them. They kill you sometimes. Yeah. They, they try to destroy you. They try to destroy me. Yeah. Exactly. But Yeah interesting ones I yeah i like well. yeah what do you guys have anything put it on our instagram yeah or since uh, it's the only social media <laughs> or our facebook group <laughs> oh no put it on tiktok <laughs> force us to get on tiktok and answer a, yeah. you but yeah this would be a fun discussion yeah and actually maybe the I'll, group. yeah i'll put this it in the facebook question. group because this i'm just very curious to see everyone's answers yeah totally but totally. anyways cool okay question number two how do you know when you're indulging and enjoying yourself with less healthy meals too often Mm, great question this is just so independent or dependent yeah, on the person too often? like too like mm. yeah like for me so there's so many factors that go into play here so just for example if you're having pretty terrible gut issues like mm. i did what was that five years ago now when we first moved out here i was having pretty bad gut issues so going out to eat was and just once a month or once every so often was too much for me because it would fuck me up. But now I'm pretty healthy. My gut seems to be doing fine. But also like, how do you feel about it? Because if I went out to eat even every week, I would probably be like, eh, this is a little much for me. I don't like the way I feel unless it's a restaurant that I, that I can handle like going out to sushi or like just be kitchen or something. But sometimes just be, which is paleo, like no grains, no shitty anything. Sometimes it fucks up my stomach too. So yeah. I would just say like, do what you enjoy. And if you find yourself doing something every day, well, now that's part of your consistent routine. Yeah. So that's that's where it becomes too much. But if it's like once every week, once every two weeks, once every month, even like a couple times a week, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It just depends on how you're feeling with it. If you're starting to feel shitty, if your sleep is suffering, if your training is suffering, if you feel bloated all the time, maybe that's a little bit too much for you. Yeah. But also if you don't care, then whatever, do you. Right. I mean, okay. Yeah. For me, for instance, like I feel like I literally just started, like I cooked a meal last night for the first time in a long time. <laughs> 
Oh. I've been traveling and going out to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it took me, and I also haven't been sleeping a lot. And so mm-hmm. it took all of those combinations of things. I think that's why I hurt my back. Oh, yeah. If if I really think about why I hurt yeah, my back. that makes sense. I don't necessarily think it was anything about my training because week one and week two were almost exactly the same. I went up yeah. and weighed a slight bit amount on my deficit deadlifts, but my sleep was shit. I had been traveling. I go out to eat a lot. I've been like consuming more alcohol than usual mm-hmm. on the weekends. So anyway, all that to say, a couple of days ago, I decided to actually get back on track after months of like mm-hmm. not being on track. Mm-hmm. But for me, like it took kind of an extreme thing to, to make it work because yeah. I, I don't care that much. I'm enjoying my life. Right. Yeah. And so like it, it and all this to say, it depends on on how you feel and what you think is too often, right? Mm-hmm. And what what's too much and what how is it impacting you yeah. know, your daily life? Is it is it are you just worried about like looking a certain way? Yeah. At that point it's like meh. Yeah. Or are you yeah. worried about the way you feel, the way you're performing, the way you're sleeping, yeah. like all that stuff. That's where I think you should really judge it. I don't think yeah. you should judge it based off of how you're looking. Exactly. Judge it based off of how you're feeling. Yes. And that's exactly how I judge it too. Like I love going out to eat, but I like to do it infrequent because then it's not as exciting to me. And I don't mind the like potential stomach ache or whatever. I don't even like really think about it because I know it's once in a while. Like for me, it's like maybe a couple times a month I go out to eat. And I, if I do once a week, I feel like I would be okay with it. But also I feel like for me personally, that could be a little bit too much just depending on how my gut's feeling or how like my sleep is because when I don't get good good sleep, I mean, with anyone, yeah. I just feel like total shit. And yeah. sometimes when I'm super bloated or if I have gas or whatever, I just don't sleep as well. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, if you, you have to be in a good headspace around food, too, because if you're a little bit orthorexic with it, then maybe you should enjoy a little bit, you know, more often, because mm-hmm. if you're like someone who never falls off their diet, never goes out to eat, is always on track with their macros and protein and et cetera, training, whatever. And you think that like going out to eat just once in a while is too much. You might be a little extreme on that end, but also it's your life. You can do whatever you want. So yeah. And if you're more like me who hates routine and loves spontaneity and will do anything to get out of the thing I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like that's procrastination cleaning. Um, Then yeah, yeah, then you want a little bit more routine. Just judge it based off of like, what does your routine look like? Yeah. Are you going out every day or every other day? That's pretty routine for you. Yeah. So that it's probably where it's going to be a little bit too much. Yeah. So totally. But anyways. Okay, cool. Question number three. What is your opinion on carb cycling? Oh, cool question. Yeah, so it's been a while since I've there's, heard or talked yeah, about this term. I'm pretty sure there's no evidence as far as it being better for fat loss. Let's just get that clear. Yeah. That comes down to calories, calories in, in calories, calories out. Yeah. yeah. It can be effective when cutting calories though because you know, your intake, your energy intake is lower and you probably have less energy to bring that intensity to your workout. So I think, you know, on your workout days, that can be your higher carb day. And then on your non-workout days, okay, this is where you have lower carbs and calories, right? So that's an effective way. You know, like I said, it's not really necessary in general, but some people just prefer to eat like this in Mm -hmm. general, whether they're cutting calories or not. Like they just might feel better, when they're not training or moving as much to have lower carbs, perfectly fine. That's great. You know, it kind of just depends on the person. I feel like this is a strategy used for like bodybuilders, Mm -hmm. but that's because they're leading up to a competition and they have hard training days and they have rest days. So their calories, as far as intake, the amount of calories they're consuming gets pretty low. So they're going to try to, you know, uh, 
try to get as much energy as they can on training days. So that's going to be their higher carb day. Yeah. I think also if someone's in prep for bodybuilding, you have a lot of manipulation there with salt exactly, and, yeah. and like water and the carbs impact that. So there's a lot of reasons that that's happening that mm-hmm. the average person should not even worry about. Yeah. You know, but like I said, like I feel like people who are listening to this are probably just the average person trying to be fit, right. healthy. If you like to eat that way, great. Yeah. Like, I it's not something that I personally do. Um, I think I naturally do it. Yeah, a little bit. You know, it's it's also sometimes I just want a croissant after I go swimming. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, Especially like if that. You're swimming. God damn. Yeah. Croissant. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, and I feel like you're just gonna be naturally hungrier on the days that you train. So you're probably gonna be wanting a little bit more rice or potato or whatever you're eating. So it could naturally happen for you, or you could plan it out. Whatever you prefer. Don't overthink it. But like I, everything else in the industry. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, a lot of people still think like carb cycling is effective for fat loss. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It can be if it keeps you consistent to cutting your to yep. being in a caloric deficit. Same thing with fasting. Same thing mm-hmm. with paleo. Same thing. You know, like all. Yeah, of it. it's all it's just whatever <laughs> strategy works for you in order to stay in a caloric deficit. If your goal is to lose body fat, then cool do carb cycling i think it could be very effective but if you're doing it because you think it's going to help you lose body fat without really dropping your calories you're it's no yeah (laughs) it's not gonna work so and we're talking about like if if you're doing you know like a high carb day and it's like higher calorie too your calories should balance out on your rest day so you should be eating less calories on your your rest days too right because you're probably increasing the calories from the carbs so Mm -hmm. yeah okay all right that was fun cool alright if you like this podcast please go in and rate it that would be awesome there's some stars you can push them push five five of them them. hopefully and then you can also sometimes write things if you can do that do that do that and share it with all of your awesome friends and yeah make them like us (laughs) and be our best friends too okay okay bye